What is up, everybody? It is a beautiful Sunday morning, uh, November 12th, 2023. I am your host, Bronson Fiore, joined by the always awesome Aaron Reynolds. This is true love making, talking about video games. Yes. I love making. Yes, exactly. And then uh, she loves tuna and bacon, Emily Hulslander. You're an asshole. What you know that happened last night. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, last night I we just talked. You don't really like Tudo. No. Oh, okay, no. fair enough. Not really. Fair enough. Bacon. Um, bacon, yes. Okay. Absolutely bacon. Uh, I love both. They're both great. Both, no, but the conversations that we had last night—that was. Yeah. How Spider-Man. It- how anti venom how anti venom is the amazing cum man. Oh no. Still cannot see that and I fucking hate you. I mean yeah. <laughs> we'll learned this lesson early on. You can't, you can't do that. No. Like I didn't realize this until we talked about Spider Man last night on our spoiler cast. I was like, wait, wait. Oh, oh no. Oh god. Oh, no. oh god. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, no. What do I have for Spider Man? Uh, I I love me some Spider Man. Miles, though. So. Yeah, and uh, you know, but like, and to be fair, it had to be pointed out to me. Like, I I was you know I was going ahead. I was I was like I was enjoying the game. I'm like, oh, this anti venom thing is cool. And then someone pointed out, I'm just like. Okay, the Venom suit is, like, black, and the stuff, like, left behind makes... It's you black know, goo. It's just black goo. But Anti-Venom is white, and mm-hmm. it it turns him into cum man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Such an asshole. He literally has an ability where he throws a big ball of it. Uh, okay. Like, he's high in the air and just throws it down like a yeah. cannonball and it's like just, yeah. just I have lost my respect for Spider-Man now. <laughs> um I, I love Spider- for that suit. Uh, yeah that suit I was I still like I think the concept is cool, but did no one at Insomniac go like, uh we might want to pick a different color. <laughs> right, right. There's there's other colors. There's right, other well, colors. Uh, our audio seems fine from everything okay. I can tell here. At least if the levels are right, but as you know, OBS lies, so... It does. Um, so, well, yeah. Shit. Uh, but hey, we got video game news to talk about. We do? Mm-hmm. We do. We have video game news and what we've been playing, because I know we've all played a ton of video games. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. I totally didn't spend a good chunk of my last weekend moving and then this week recovering. Yeah, I know. Uh, this, the best I, way to recover is by playing video games. There have been a lot of... Uh, There's been a lot of stuff going on. A lot of games have been coming out, but uh, just coming out of weird time for for me personally, that's all. No, no I, I feel you. I feel you. Well, uh, hopefully that... Talk about news. Well, video game news is always wonderful, and you know what's especially wonderful about video game news? Mm. What? Um, when, oh god damn it, I need a third monitor to make this idea of mine work. Well, yep. anyway. I roll with three monitors, that's why. <laughs> well, lesson learned. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. 
Well, hey, guess what? Um, Zero Punctuation star Yahtzee Croshaw quits the Escapist after 16 years. What? Yep. I heard about this. I, I cannot believe. So, the... Basically, what happened was, is, like, all of the Escapist video team and most of its editorial team, like, part of it was about to get laid off or fired, and then the rest of them were like, all right, cool, we're going to leave, too, if you do this. Right. <laughs> and apparently, fucking the Escapist was like, you won't. And <laughs> if, you, if you've ever read one of Yahtzee's books or... And know anything about the man, you would have understood he would have his response is like, okay. Right. I'll just leave. Uh yeah. Man, how do you lose like half of like your staff? So this like, story you, doesn't say? So, um no, well, they they just said Yahtzee announced he was quitting the site after the editor uh in chief, Matt Calandra, was fired. But, like, huh. I'm just like, why would you fire an EIC that everybody loves? Right. And then, like, when Yahtzee is just like... Uh, which... D look, no offense to the other people who create content on The Escapist. Yahtzee is The Escapist. Right. Like, mm -hmm. zero punctuation and extra punctuation are, like, 90% of why people go there. Yes. Alright. So... You know, like, yeah, I, I, I don't, um, but uh, yeah, that's the same story up. This is, this is crazy. This is so I guess this story is ongoing, right? Like, this, this is this going to be like a giant bomb thing where we hear about some bullshit that happened later and everyone rallies around them and now they're making a new thing? Well, they've already gone on to make a new thing. Oh. They made a uh, they made a, a uh, YouTube and Patreon called Second Wind. Hmm, hmm. Um, th they they did a three hour live stream about it. We'll pull that up now. Um, it, it was kind of like an all day event, uh, and there was it was Yahtzee and the EI, the former EIC at the Escapist going and you know talking about what their goals are and. You know, it is fully employee-owned and fully independent and fully on fucking Patreon. All which, right. um... So it's pulling in $4,394 a month with 778 paid members. That'd be great if that was just, like, a dude or two dudes. What are the prices for the membership? Dollar, three dollar, five dollars, ten dollars. Oh, they 20... messed up putting that one dollar there. Yep. But... It's it, but it's literally just a tip jar. It just gives you Discord access. Access. Right. So, right. Yeah. Um, you know. It's just yeah. I don't know. Uh, the giant bomb guys, you know, aimed bigger, and I think it's worked out for them pretty damn well. Yeah, but like, man, I don't know how many people are like there. Like right. But... So yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at uh, our other news stories for today, and I feel like uh, not. Uh, this is the right place to talk about it. There were two other groups of games journalists uh, that made websites as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm very excited for them. I want them to do so well. But, man, I I do not have the money to give to everyone. Um, and I can only hope 
that people who support good games writing, you know, spread the love around well enough that everyone gets paid. Like, yeah, and the thing, and the thing is, is like, you know, Next Lander is doing almost ten times as many people as them yep. as the Escapist. Damn. And then you know, let's look at Jeff. Out of curiosity, okay, yeah. so he's doing, you know, he's he doesn't have a number. Oh no, he doesn't have paid members, and he's doing like four times as many people. Yep. You know, and then uh, it's just kind of fun in games. Kind of funny's got to be up there. They don't they don't list their membership totals. Okay, well. And then all right, fine. Last day of media, that Colin Moriarty thing. Yeah. Um. They're doing pretty well last I checked. Really well. Holy shit. So, um, yeah, and to be fair, this Patreon, these Patreons have been around for at least, in Jeff's case, a little over a year. Next Lander almost two. These guys, like, five or six. So it could just be a new... The fact that it's so new, it's this weekend. But it's. I think it's also, like... Okay, most of the people I know who went to The Escapist were there for Yahtzee, and then maybe Cold Take. Cold Take was a popular show. Okay. Mm. There are so, people who definitely went to The Escapist as, like, their main one of their main sites. Um, uh, people who are a fan of all those other shows, especially, you know, back in its prime well, prime when Zero Punctuation was really busting out. Well, yeah, but, like, a lot of those other shows that were popular, Jimquisition, he's doing his own thing. Like, he, he has his own Patreon and everything. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, same and, with and good for them, you know. Same with extra credits. Um, that's right. Extra credits is doing their own thing. Yeah, they're now extra history. They've they've completely switched their focus. Ah, uh, okay. Um, well, because they were they they added extra history as like an add on for Patreon members, and it ended up doing way bigger, better than video game coverage. Right. Right. So, yeah, that'll mm-hmm. happen. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, man. And then the Kotaku layoffs, uh, and those people yeah, went to Kotaku go home. Yeah, went down. And then who, of. was there, what was the third one? Was there a third one that formed an outlet? So, I mean, uh, there's Remap Radio, which is Waypoint, but without Vice controlling them. Mm-hmm. Um, right. The ones that came out this week i only remember one which was aftermath mm-hmm. um which i want to say was the uh was the kotaku a few of the kotaku writers so that was the kotaku people yeah um and there was one other uh i can't remember off the top of my head right now but yeah there i i'm really happy about this push to create more independent um you know, places to do games journalism and serious writing about games without pressure from advertisers or corporations. Um, well, that that's that's been a journalistic struggle forever, right? Right. It's like, it's like, we need to get paid, but these companies who pay us want their own shit put front and forward. Yep. You know, so... And, and but that was always a struggle, like, you know, as... You you and I followed Giant Bomb for uh, quite a while there, and mm-hmm. it was really cool what they were doing uh, as an independent site, and they had some big game journalist names there. So they were making an impact, 
but and then they started doing you know uh big live live stuff that was where they started doing the subscription thing before patreon was really much of a thing uh like they were ahead on all that and then they sold to a corporation yeah because even then they needed they needed funds because they had all the overhead of a major corporation operation right so i guess yeah the the question is you know can you keep and and like you know some of these uh people are doing very well at doing this but like they you know just need to keep costs down people want to come to you for your writing writing about games or you know in yahtzee's case your fun little flash not flash animations um, yeah you know um and and then and then i think that god it like it, it warms my heart because it's like okay we're gonna get a ton of good content out of this Yes, but I, but I also think that like a lot of these dudes are gonna have to get second jobs or are gonna be out of this in a couple of months, right? You know, the, um, the amount of people like here's the thing. This is actually like a really cool thing that Yahtzee's doing because he's using his name to get everyone else into this project mm-hmm. and do well. I just don't know if it's gonna be enough um, with the amount of people there. Uh, um and then Easy Allies, the X game trailers guys. Oh right, yeah. Does it say there? <laughs> yeah, uh, four thousand. So they're doing they're they're doing a little bit under what Jeff is doing. Four thousand uh, subscribers. Yeah, paid members. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. I you know, and the thing is, is like I I look at it and I I'm just like, man, kind of funny was really ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. You know, especially like Greg Miller and all those boys. Um, did your guys' webcams freeze, or is it just Aaron's? Oh no! What? Yeah, your no, webcam Aaron's froze. Is fine. Oh, okay. Oh, this is weird on my At end. Now it is. All right, I'm gonna refresh mine. Okay. All right. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I ain't on the stream anyway. <laughs> yeah, you're, I, I looked what? over it, and it's just like, ugh. <laughs> um. So. Uh yeah, easy allies. I I just wonder how many of these can be supported, especially with the independent YouTube scene. You know, you got big YouTubers. Um, so yeah, and and I think that it, it's like I love to see how independent it is, and I like to see kind of funny, like taking the kind of funny road of like, hey, in 2014 they were like, we're gonna go independent, even though we have no reason to, because we are the biggest names at IGN by far. <laughs> And, you know, obviously it worked out way for the better for them. Yeah. But... Mm-hmm. But it does but, yeah. for everyone. Yeah, like, like, you know, like, what... Does that go for Luke Punkett and Jita Jackson? I, I think, don't think so. <laughs> I, mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what... Uh, I like to see good writing from them. I, I like reading their stuff. Um... But I only have so much money to spread around here. Yeah, like for for me, it's like Jeff is always the first priority, hmm. and then from there, if I can throw a little extra money around, I'll do it at the next Lander guys or, um, or Last Stand Media. Like I, you know, they the like I I want to see what Yahtzee ends up making next because the Escapist apparently owns the rights to Zero Punctuation. Right. So. Yeah. So he's got to do something else. Yeah. But so what if he's leaping at the opportunity. He's like, I don't have to do animations anymore. I don't have to make 
I don't have to take all these fucking images and put them together and make new weird shit in this weird art style. Let me just let me just be in front of a camera or something. Well, he's 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 wrote some really good books for the past like decade. Right. Um and he also develops like smaller indie titles. That dude is doing everything. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh yeah, that's well, that's that story. I I wish, I wish them the well. Them. Yeah. It's uh I think it's super shitty the way the escape has handled that. Yep. Uh, I, you know, I, like, why would you fire an EIC that's doing a good job, and, like, yeah, I, I just don't understand. And I'm also, like, The Escapist has, like, a fucking Patreon, The Escapist has, like, yeah, The Escapist has its own fucking Patreon. And look at this, it all uses Yahtzee's art style! <laughs> this company God is... Damn it. This website is fucked. Yeah. Like, uh, okay, like, l- let's see. Adventure is nigh. Yahtzee's art style. Uh, Zero punctuation, cold take, design delve. All four of those shows... Oh, and Adventure is nigh. So five out of their seven shows uh, that are... Those dudes left. That's wild. Oh, that's rough. And to be fair, uh, four of those five, uh, Yahtzee runs them or is on them. Right. This company, who owns the Escapist? That's a good question. Um, let's see. Who owns the Escapist? Gamers uh, Group. Who the fuck oh, is Gamers oh, Group? This says here in the article, Yahtzee's departure followed uh, Nick Calandra, the uh, editor-in-chief, who said he was fired by the escapist parent company Gamers for, quote, not achieving goals that were never properly set out for us. Oof. What, what is this? Okay, so they, they own 17... 17- oh, wow. Okay, we were nearly owned by this company. Oh, God. Wait, what? Not like us, but like when we were at TGA. Oh. Yeah. Um, Dang. Yeah. I still stand uh, by my comment. <laughs> yeah, so they own uh, The Escapist, which funnily enough isn't even listed on this like highlight reel. Not even. Not enough. But they own Dot Esports, Twinfinite, Prima Games, WGTC, We Got This Covered, Pro Game Guides, Destructoid, Upcomer, the Mary Sue, AOTF, and Game Purr. They they do content publication, bespoke campaigns, and advertising. So this just this feels like the most like corporate website I've been on in a while. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yep. Oh, and they're apparently based out of Australia. What? Interesting. Okay. Is the escape uh, this based out of Australia, or is that just Yahtzee? That's just Yahtzee. Okay. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, man, this is... Uh, you know, and I guess they own enough... Sh- oh, hey, there's the escapist. But, like, I guess they own... Oh, they own Siliconera, too. But I okay. guess they own enough shit that, like, tanking the escapist isn't a big deal to them. Right. Because, like, who is going to the Escapist for something besides Yahtzee? 
or I mean, cold they, take. They've had, they, they've had some stuff before, but I can't imagine it's doing numbers. Certainly not the numbers that Yahtzee show does. Like, I understand why people would still go to IGN or GameSpot because, like, the search engine takes them there. Yeah. You know, like, or you just want quick news as fast as possible. Right. But, yeah, I don't understand why you would. I I just don't get it. Do you think they still do the best game of the year forum thing? I haven't heard about it in a long time, so probably not. Yeah, probably not. I don't know. Yeah, that used to be that. That was that. That got them a lot of traffic for a long time. Yeah, it did. Both good and bad. Yeah. So uh, that's that. That's that. Uh, Good luck to Second Wind. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, All those. Why did the OBS window move down here? I'm (laughs) okay. (laughs) We're back. Hi. Hi. Hi, we're back on screen. Cool. Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, so next news story, because uh, the video game industry, as you know, only provides the happiest best news. Yes, only the of happiest. Of course they do. Only the best. Yes, and in that happy news is layoffs. Oh, yay. It's oh, God. new and different for a change. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who got laid off this time unity is probably going to do layoffs you know Uh, unity the yeah yeah. dying Mm -hmm. for some positive news yeah a company that desperately needs something to go well yeah uh yeah the odds of that happening now are a little on the low side Mm. so (laughs) well guess what uh In its Q3 earnings report Thursday, game development uh, company Unity announced that it will likely be implementing layoffs as a broader cost-saving measure. In the report, the company says it is assessing its product portfolio to focus on those products that are most valuable to our customers and is evaluating the right cost that aligns with a more focused portfolio. It will likely... Uh, it plans to make changes during the fourth quarter, and they will likely include discontinuing certain product offerings, reducing our workforce, and reducing our office footprint. The company expects to clear these changes before the end of Q1 2024. Um, obviously, it had issues with its new pricing model that they rolled back, yep. um, and their CEO retired. And as is uh, the trend this year, hey, whole shit ton of video game related companies and things. As the escape has showed, layoffs. Yep. Um, and man, it is such a weird, shitty thing for the game. This is one of the best years for games ever. Mm-hmm. It really is. There's so much good shit. Yep. But it is, like, let's put it this way. Jedi Survivor is a game during any other year I would have played it immediately. I have not touched it yet. Right. Because there's been so much good shit happening. There's so much good stuff. And it is, you know, like, yeah, like just that. It it's just there's press layoffs, there's developer layoffs, there's tools layoffs now, you know. And and this makes me think like, if there was like the well, these big ass amazing teams made these fucking games, yeah. And our when's our next twenty twenty three gonna happen? Because probably not for a while with this shit going on, right. <laughs> Yeah. 
(sighs) Again, like it would require a lot of uh, conscious effort from people who play video games, which I just, it's not going to happen. But uh, if the game developers wanted to take what the game journalists are doing and try to start a bunch of smaller teams and try to do their own thing and try to be supportive, that that would be great. But people would have to be (laughs) very supportive back. And and to be that level of supportive back is very in video games like press what we do is cheap i know we bitch i know we bitch about the cost of shit like adobe licenses or web hosting but in the grand scheme of things it's really fucking cheap yep like versus like making a video game is wildly expensive yep like wildly okay so sea of stars is a completely independent team Mm-hmm. Okay, um, like that. That is, it is a completely independent team, and that is a pixel art JRPG. It's very basic, mm-hmm. and one point six million Canadian dollars to make. Mm. This is just to make. You know, it's yeah. like, bro, um. So yeah, um, yeah, uh, it, it, it's very hard. Um, and, uh, like, yes, I understand that you can go the Larian Studios path. Like, I, I get that Larian Studios. I do not want to search Kickstarter. You know, you look, you look Larian Studios, and you know, it, they did a lot of games that led up to Baldur's Gate three, right? Like they they did you know they did Baldur's Gate three they did the Divinity Original Sin games they did the Divinity games, um you know this was their one two three four five six seventh game and quite honestly the first time I ever heard of them as a developer was the first Original Sin, right you know, so you know we always talk about oh Baldur's Gate's this big independent masterpiece. That took, like, a decade to fucking happen. Mm. Of, like, honing their craft and making this big, amazing fucking project. And that project also cost probably a shit ton of time and man hours to make. Yeah, it says right now on the front page, six years in the making. Yep. Six years of making, millions of dollars. If we're being honest, some dumb luck, probably. You know. It's always a little bit of luck. Yeah, like, it's, you know, so, and it was in a very niche shit genre, you know, um, so, yeah, uh, I, I would love for those independent, independent developers to get more support, but, like, even then, it's like, well, this is, like, that's not gonna be an overnight thing, and I don't think gamers are gonna, like, be cognizant of it. I think it's just that good games need to come out. And those good games, if they're independent, that's awesome, and hopefully enough people buy them. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully there are more Undertales and Stardew Valleys and Sea of Stars is out there. It'd be great. Yeah. But, and like, also... They're making some amazing shit. Like, I, I don't know if you... Like, there's People will post, like, little clippets of the game they're working on on Twitter by themselves, and it's like... It's it's clear they need other people to help like finish the game at it in a decent time. But what they've worked on, like you're watching them, and it's like this. I would play this. I would play this so badly. And 
Uh, and, and the thing, and the thing is, is like I wish AAA would be less shitty because, yeah. you know, playing Spider Man like a couple weeks ago, um, was like, oh, this is what happens when you have a lot of time, money, and talented people that you are only gonna get in the AAA space doing a thing, right? You know. Like, yep. like this is what happens when you get and and supposedly Insomniac doesn't crunch, you know. So yeah, right, exactly. Like, come on. You know, like, so this is what happens when you get a lot of time, a lot of money, and a lot of talented people. That like that is something that only comes out of a AAA product. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is most AAA studios are not making that product either. Right. Yes. You know, like. If every AAA game was Spider-Man, I'd be a little more, like, generous and, like, uh, that's the, that may be the price of business, you know, uh, but it's not. It's Starfield and fucking the first season of Diablo and fucking, like, you know, like, just this, like, or Jedi Survivor launching completely buggy and fucked. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, this is happening all at the same time. Yeah, there's all these fantastic games. Like, this has been a really interesting uh, year in terms of storylines because you've got the the AAA single player game doing better than ever before. Uh, lots of live service games just going down the tubes or not doing nearly as well as they should. Um, lots of big AAA titles uh, that have been hyped up and just are just an absolute buggy mess. Um, and some of them, like Redfall, just got abandoned halfway through, essentially. Um, yet they still put it out. And uh, and then at the same time, you know, you have these indie developers who are making crazy, interesting games, and they're happening so often now that, like, you can't keep track of all of them. <laughs> no, like, I, you know, I, I was looking through my Steam wish list the other day, and I found, like, three indie games that I want to play that I just haven't gotten to that came out this year. Right. They did a new fucking Double Dragon this year. That's right. Yep. The, Rivi, the River City Girls did a new Double Dragon game that looks fucking awesome. Oh, man. Um. So, good luck to the people who are probably getting laid off at Unity. I hope all these stories develop in a positive direction going into 2024. Yes, I hope Unity realizes, hey, maybe we don't need a bunch more bad press and this is a bad idea. Yeah. You would hope. Well, you want to talk about uh, things that are kind of hilarious, though. I would Uh love that. The Epic Game Store still isn't profitable nearly five years after launch. Oh, my God. Rough. Yep. That's rough. Yep. You know, there's two reasons for this, right? Uh... One is they tried to lure in a bunch of people by uh, setting their profit margins on the games very low. Um, yep. But that suffered from a different problem, which is uh, I, I feel like Epic Game Store was the line for a number of people of like, I do not want another fucking launcher. I I really don't. And there's no like, there isn't really exclusives on it or anything. No, there are. The, like, well, they're they're like timed exclusive for like a year, sometimes two. Right. Like, I'm I'm gonna be real with you. 
I am still fucking mad. Uh, I am still, like, unbelievably mad that I had to buy uh, Crisis Remastered on that store. Like, oh, that's right. Like, yeah. still. Like, I'm still mad. You know, like, I, I'm, I'm still, like, incredibly fucking annoyed by it. Uh, I'm sorry that this is spazzing out a little bit. Okay, there we go. It's just, uh, it's, it, it, this, it's this news coming along with uh, them firing a bunch of people while being one of the most profitable gaming companies in the industry. Well, uh, d- yes, and, and like, oh God, uh, the, the like. And, and they they like purchase these exclusives, but it obviously isn't working. If anything, it just makes me wait or play the game on console. Yep, we're at that point now. Like, you know, I I, I know I can get Tony Hawk, you know, one and two remastered somewhere else as soon as I have the money and the desire. I'm I'm just gonna do it again just so I can get off the Epic Games Store. Right, like like. You know, like I have tons of games on there. Most of them I haven't paid for. If oh yeah, Control was a t- I bought Control and its DLC on there on PC because it was before I was like was like oh maybe this will become a real store and it's an actively worse experience than Steam. Still, still, motherfucker. Still, you know, like it's been five years. Hey, guess what? They still don't have fucking achievements. Oh, <laughs> uh, or no? They sorry, they do, but they're kind of a fucking mess, and they're not for most games. Like some of them added them retroactively, but like, oh uh, uh, god! And for the longest time, you could not check out more than one game at a time. Right? Like you, you part. yeah, like you, you like that, you know. So why would I go here? Right. You know, like Alan Wake Two is an amazing game. Um, I, I'm telling you right now, the whole reason that I didn't buy the PC version of that game was because, oh, dude, it's locked to Epic Game Store. Right. You know. Yeah. And, and I understand some games, according to the people who you know put them on Epic Game Store, said, well. Putting it on Epic Game Store actually made us more money, so we're able to get the game out. I get that. And I get it. But on the other side of that, like, man, like, yeah. just this is, it, like, it is a bad launcher. Right, it's, it, it's, it is. It's better than a lot of launchers. It's still bad, though. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a, I'm going to hot take here live on stream. Mm-hmm. Uh Epic Game Store is the kick to Steam's Twitch. Like, I like Kick. I want it to do better, but fuck, they are not doing very much to improve that experience at all. Um, Jesus. And I, I want it to succeed, but it's just not. It, it had it had a real it had real momentum when Twitch fucked up, and then just hasn't really done much with it since then. A lot of features that Twitch has, like Kick, just doesn't do. And I feel that way with this, except I actually feel worse because it's Epic Games who are just these assholes who have made a ridiculous amount of money off Fortnite and are started this store because they wanted to make more, lots more money when uh, every, everyone's pretty fine with Steam. 
Steam has been run well. And that's also an independent company, which helps. Um, but like, company, it's Valve. Valve has a lot of good, uh, has a really good track record, good reputation. Uh, it says here at the bottom of this article, uh, continues to dominate the PC market. In January, Valve service smashed its record for concurrent online users with just shy of 32 million players online. Like, yep. Steam's really good. I I have no problems with it, really. Yes, I, look... This is gonna be like I don't want a, no- a monopoly, right? Like, right. The, but until one of these upcoming launchers can like make a compelling argument to why they're better, you you kind of need to stop existing. <laughs> um, like good old games, you know, DRM free games, and and that's a good place to get some old games. That's good. Yeah, um, like. Itch.io is a good launcher for all those independent games on that store. Um, they're, they're offering different services, whereas Epic Games... The, the lure of Epic Games is, hey, we occasionally put out this this neat game for free, uh, hoping that you'll buy other things. And everyone's like, nope. Or we'll put out an exclusive, like an exclusive game that you can only buy here that you'll be able yep. to buy on Steam in a year or two. Because um, controls on price, Steam now, fine, right? Other people will, controls uh, on Steam. Is it? Did control ever? I yeah, it did. It, it, yep, it, yeah. It, it went there. Uh, when did it come out on Steam? I'm gonna find that out now. Okay, like a couple years later. Like okay. not, not nothing crazy. You did have to wait. If you thought yeah. that was a cool game and you wanted to check it out, you had to go. Epic yeah. Or... Well, that's what happened with me in Crisis Remastered. Like I was like, oh fucking, let's play Crisis again, and you know. <laughs> And it was like, oh fuck! Well, I gotta you go on Epic Game Store, I guess. Right. Um, yep. So, uh, um, yeah, it's it's shitty. It's losing money. It's really not surprising. Okay, so like, I look at like launchers, and I'm just like, okay, Blizzard has moved. Like, the Xbox launcher needs to exist because of Game Pass. It has a justification. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll give it to you. Battle.net is slowly moving all of its games over to Steam. So once, like, legitimately, once they move over, um, WoW and Heroes of the Storm, if they ever do, like, I might be able to delete that launcher from my computer, which would be great. Back in the day, that launcher did have a reason to exist, though, because of just how fucking huge WoW and StarCraft was. Yeah, it made sense. Though. Yeah, yeah, like, um, yeah, this sucks. <laughs> Facts. I mean, you know, it, it it sucks, but that's it's Epic's own doing. It is that if they were gonna release a store, they should have released a finished store. Like, like, had Epic Game Store come out and like said, "Hey, uh, we out, we also have achievements. We also have these crazy sales. We also have these community features and all this other shit." Then it would have been a very different story, but it launched as like this bare bones store where it's like, "Hey, we're the Fortnite guys, and we made a store. Here's some free shit. Please stay here." And it was exciting at the time, specifically because of how much profit they gave to developers on their split compared to Steam. Yeah, um, I was like, "That's yes. cool. All right." I, I that was like the the initial draw, but that does not like necessarily help me as the consumer and that consumer experience 
is it was and is uh lacking well it's like library sorting in us isn't as good community features isn't as good the store isn't as good like just yeah. it is every last bit of it except free shit is worse right um yes After all this time they have not they have not gotten it up to steam standards Yes, and now Steam is going to take over more shit because of this motherfucker. You know. Uh, the, the the Steam Deck. I know a oh, shocking yeah. amount of people with Steam Decks. You yeah. Know. Like, like, it is shocking, which tells me... And that just means more PC developers have to put their shit on Steam. Um, and just, yeah, it's just, it continues to snowball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, yep, yeah, Epic's really going through it, but I hope you figured it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, all right, so we have uh, next up is uh, hey, Sony delayed half of its live service games, Interesting. half, half, half. Oh. so That's uh, the bummer ninja isn't here, he'd be gloating. You say it, So uh Sony Interactive Entertainment previously planned to put out twelve live service games by the end of March twenty twenty six. Uh that has been that has been cut down to six. Uh, during PlayStation's management team confirmed that it partnered with Destiny Studio Bungie for a rigorous portfolio review process. According to press reports, that has led to some projects being scaled back. During an earnings call on Thursday, Sony President COO and CFO Hiroki Totoki uh, similarly confirmed that this review had resulted in some games being pushed back due to quality concerns. We're reviewing this. We're trying as much as, uh, trying as much as possible to ensure these games are enjoyed and liked by gamers for a long time. Of the twelve titles, six titles will be released during the fiscal year 2025. That's our current plan. As for the remaining six titles, we're working on that. Six is still too much. It's a lot. Six is still too much. Um, that's that is it is that is more than they have put out like full single player games in two years. Because mm-hmm. let's see, this year they put out Spider Man. Um, did they put out another big budget game this year? Was it just Spider Man? No way. They had to have more. No, it was Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man! And then last year, it was like Returnal, Horizon, God of War, Gran Turismo. That's four. So, like... Yeah, like, 2020, they blew their load because it was Last of Us 2, Miles Morales, Demon Souls, and Ghost of Tsushima. So, like, even in, like, a best-case scenario year... They're putting out four single-player games, and now they're putting out six, six fucking live service games in 2025? That's... I mean, okay. You break down the amount of people who play PlayStation, uh, how many of them tend to go to play a live service game? One. A lot. Like, I'm sure plenty, like... I mean, I mean, I know it's a... Yeah, I know it's a it, yeah. Like you, you break up and and that's assuming you can get them off of their current live service game. Yeah, you know, like that's yeah, exactly. Some, 
that's something that we always bring up is like the the live service fucking gambit. It it yeah like it's it, uh, I want I want to play all, all all these live service games. I some of them I find to be very fun, but uh, <laughs> the real shitty thing about live service games is they can all be spectacular. I'm only having time to play one or two of them. Yes, that's it. like at absolute peak of me being in the live service games, I could play three. Right. And that was, like, all of my, like, video game time was those three, you know? And I'm being real with everyone. It's just like, okay, of my two live service game spot right now, one goes to WoW. Yeah. So I can play one. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you it's probably not going to be any of these six fucking games. Uh It could be one of them. But, like, but then, and then some of these live service games are, like, you know the earlier ones will be sacrificed to the later ones right and 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 am am i like you know am i going to choose you know so am i going to choose playing any of these over final fantasy as my second live service game or guild wars or diablo or Lost lost ark or like fucking uh destiny you know sure yeah i play i like excellent great yeah but like it's still a live service game, and it's just like I'm a fan of Exo Primal. I know Exo Primal's going down probably next year. Like, like I, I, I love that game. But. So I pulled up my own PlayStation friends list right now to see like who, who if what, anyone is doing some live service, and like about half of them are playing live service games. Mm-hmm. So so about half of my friends list on PlayStation Five at this particular moment is playing a live service game in at 11.13 in the morning on Sunday. Okay. So, you know, it's like, are you going to rip those people away from Overwatch? Are you going to rip those people away from whatever the fuck, you know? Yep. Like, are you going to get the Diablo people off of Diablo? (laughs) You know, and then especially after this year where the sentiment on live services just turned. Right. You know, like, we, we saw that fucking... Um... We saw that fucking just absolute heel turn on uh, fucking, you know, we saw that absolute heel turn, like, when they showed off the Suicide Squad and everyone saw that was a live service game, and the reaction was just violently negative. Oh, yeah. They showed Uh, that screen that was just straight up Destiny again. Like, you guys. No, this isn't what we want. (laughs) Like, Jesus fuck, guys. Oh, um, man. So, so yeah. And, you know, on some level, you know, it's like, yeah, Fortnite's at the top here. I'm looking at Twitch. Uh, Grand Theft Auto, uh, League of Legends, Valorant, uh, World of Warcraft, Dota, uh, Rainbow Six Siege, Counter it, it's, it's, it. it's a giant but gamble, but like, it's a yeah, gamble because, for you, you know, like, you're not one of these people right now. Yeah, it's like, when does the first single-player game show up here? Like, I guess Smash? There's probably a tournament. Um, like, le- like let me let me find the first genuine single-player game that's on here. Street Fighter is technically games as a service, so is StarCraft. Um, it's Age of Empires 2. Like, three or four, three and a half rows down. And even then, probably, there's probably a tournament happening. 
<laughs> yeah, and like even after that, it's like Elden Ring, like five and a half rows go. down. Yeah, you know, and Cyberpunk. It's like, uh, yeah, dude, just. Uh. I understand. I understand. That's where the, everyone's playing, and that's where everyone's going to be. But like, that is a finite amount of spaces. Are you going to dethrone Apex Legends or Valorant with your live service game? Really? Are you, really? you? Yeah. Are you going to knock off Grand Theft Auto? Are you going to knock off League? You know. There is a graveyard of other MMOs that tried to knock off WoW. Yep. There is a fucking graveyard of MMOs released from 20, 2004 to 2016 that are just dead because of them trying to compete with World of Warcraft. And it's not even necessarily because they're bad sometimes, you know? It's not even that. It's just like again our attention is spread and some people just pick games and i know you want to be one of those games where people just pick that game and they play it for 10 years but there is absolutely no guarantee your game's going to be that no and and then like it's like okay using the mmo thing as an example because we're all being that big on those in this channel for the most part Mm -hmm. if you are an established world of warcraft player or an established final fantasy player you have all these armor and these achievements and the, the these mounts and these fucking you know reputation and all this stuff. Um, why are you gonna go leave to start fresh somewhere else? And not only that, in those games, those games are heavily dependent upon who you're playing with. Yeah, heavily. Like the most fun I had in Final Fantasy fourteen was us as a collective channel dicking around. The most fun I have in WoW is, like, raiding with my guildies and dicking around. Mm-hmm. You know, so why am I going to leave that to be where none of my friends are, you know, and I'm starting completely fresh on the, the totem pole because all these games are, like, run on, you know, shit that you get. I mean, uh, this also shows how much this relies on, like we were talking about earlier, a little bit of luck. Like, it needs to be the right place at the right time, and games take a good long time to develop. Like, yeah, you know, well, like, yeah. Well, well you like, give me situations like, oh, respawn's developing a battle royale. Oh shit! Uh, but are you respawn? Yeah. It well, and and also like you know, part of those are right place, right time. Because of the simple fact that, all right, well, you know, World of Warcraft came out in 2004 before the live service trend even started. And it was, you know, this it was this massive improvement on every MMO ever made. Final Fantasy targeted a very specific niche of MMO uh, after it unfucked itself. Yep. And how are you playing your camera downward? I don't know. I was I've I've been slouching more in my chair and I don't want to sit back up straight. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Sorry, I just looked over and I was like, what? Looked over. What the fuck are you doing? You quit that. Uh You have to remember that like I have in my head burned into my memory from an unprofessional Friday it started and like Jeff's head was cut off at the top and so it fades up and he goes, What's this this bullshit shot? And they immediately had to, like, fix it. And so I think about that all the time. I'll just be looking at our cameras. I'll be like, what's with this bullshit shot? We gotta fix this. Uh, yeah, so, sorry about that. But no. Uh, but yeah, so I... 
you know so so yeah like guild war you know guild wars 2 got its niche because like it it said hey we're gonna operate completely differently from a standard mmo like uh destiny 2 said we are gonna combine halo and world of warcraft right you know which here's an interesting exercise let's look Mm. through the top of twitch and what are the newest live service games that are at the top um Um, that that valorant is is, you know amazon right or uh no that's riot that's riot it's riot that's a riot (laughs) i've I've got my big evil corporations mixed up um yeah no riot like put a bunch of money into it and then uh there was a deal they had with twitch uh, at the beginning, that came out in what, like 2020? Somewhere around there. That's what it feels like. Um, that, that was a COVID. Yeah, it was a COVID game. June second, 2020. It's a COVID game. Yeah, um, yeah, and it feels like you have COVID when you play it. I guess, like, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's the newest one on here because like Fortnite was 2017, FIFA yep. has been around forever, GTA 5 was 2013, League was 2009. Okay, Modern Warfare 3 is just every post Modern Warfare, yeah. Yeah, so 2007. Same for FC24, it's the same game. Yeah, WoW 2004, Minecraft 2013, Dota 2 2013, Rainbow Six Siege 2015, Counter-Strike 1999. You know, like, like I think Gen Valorant might actually be the newest one. It's three years That's old. That's what I'm looking at, yeah. Because uh, Genshin was what? That was like 2000. Oh, it was 2020 as well. It's actually slightly newer. It was. Uh, it's also new. A game. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it, but it's newer by like three months. I remember World of Tanks being a thing at my first PAX. Right. Yep. So it's been around for a fucking They've ever. Been going. Thirty-three thousand people watching right now. World of Tanks. World of Tanks is just solid. So yeah, the newest. The newest one of these is three fucking years old. Yeah, I'm looking, and I just can't. When did Team Fight Tactics come out? Say 2020 as well. Yeah, again, it's it's COVID. That COVID window where everyone oh, was looking to play video games. 2019, so a year a year okay. before. All right. So you got Ark Survival Ascended, but that's a new release. We'll see how things go as time goes on. And it's and it's, and it's more Ark. off of Ark, right? Yeah. You know, like and that Overwatch came out in 2016. Yep. Uh, uh, Apex still going strong. Uh, twenty fifteen as well. Street Street Fighters this year. Street Fighter Six is this year. Yep. But it's kind of the Call of Duty thing where it's technically <laughs> like forever. They made one of the best Street Fighters. Diablo, same thing. Like Diablo is like all right. This is kind of piggybacking off Diablo three, which piggybacked off Diablo two. Yeah. But like really Diablo three because that's when we started getting a lot of microtransaction bullshit. Right, so right. so like yeah, the newest one of these once again is twenty twenty. Mar actually no, Marvel Snap came out last year. If you want to count that, people so, have been playing a lot of Marvel Snap. I've noticed that that has had more longevity than I thought it would. Yeah, but um, but yeah, the uh, twenty twenty seems to be the year. So it's just like, okay, are you going to beat any of these? Uh, oh, Honkai Star Rail, but that's kind of piggybacking off of Genshin a little bit. Yep. That's from this year. I mean, you know, I'm sitting here thinking like, I don't know if you're developing something. Hopefully you started developing something before, but probably not, is like Destiny's going down. Uh, what if you tried to capitalize on that? 
they're moving towards an extraction shooter uh so mm-hmm. what if you tried to do something with that remember remember when we were all excited about destiny because it sounded like it was going to be like like open world open world halo shooter yes um, meets yeah I, I, like i said i was expecting wow meets fucking halo yep um what if people what if someone worked on that maybe maybe there's a shot there but you have to be a really good team as well and again a little bit of luck yep um so yeah pushing pushing six they they have 12 total they pushed six back and they're still gonna release these other six in this window like one of those is foam stars oh man foam stars you know that seems like a fun little idea that seems like it'd be fun for a summer or something um, I just don't see that lasting unless they develop that idea more. But yeah, I'm kind of in the same same boat with that. Doing probably doing fine. Probably doing fine, money wise. Yeah, participation like, I, I, wise. Yeah, I, th- I think Nintendo is very is fairly happy to have that the way it is. Yeah, I'm happy for that. Uh, but yeah, that's another, that's yet another game. Like, if I had all the time in the world, I'd be playing Exo Primal and Splatoon three and Final Fantasy fourteen and World of Warcraft all at once. I'd even be yeah. playing Destiny two. Like us talking about Destiny two last time made me want to play Destiny. Even yeah, same, same. It's just so. it. Yeah, but like instead, I just I play a lot of WoW because that's the one that I have time for. Yep. Yeah. Um. So, you know, especially because yeah, uh, and now, like in the MMO space, WoW is going to have five clients by the end of next year. Because <laughs> you have vanilla, you have vanilla plus, you have vanilla hardcore, which is vanilla, but you can only die once, so you have to delete your character. Yep. You have retail, and then you have cataclysm. Right. So. Damn. Yeah. Ugh, do they not a... have uh, launchers for their Burning Crusade and Wrath? No, that they, they really feels like vanilla's the only one they're gonna keep around for longer than a year and a half or so. Interesting. Okay. Um, um so Yeah. And then, well and then what's funny about this story is that they, they partnered with Bungie to do a rigorous portfolio review, which Bungie itself is like, Man, we gotta review our own portfolio. You want us to help with yours? Okay. The choice, alright. Uh, all right. So next up, we have um, Steam will now let you hide your porn games. I can't believe it took this long. <laughs> That's like a day one thing. You you should have. That this is like epic. Not having a cart. If you're gonna offer not safe for work stuff, like you're, you're asking a lot of people what? to be like, all right, I'm putting my business out there. If I play what, this game, it's telling everyone. <laughs> What what if what if I want them to know I play the porn games? I mean, then you're good. Let them know. But but you better play quality porn games. Goddamn it! Don't play that shovel. God damn it! Tell I you. play I play all the good <laughs> porn games. I'm just dead right now. Like God, fuck the the amazing come man. God no! God, Robin, you asshole! Fuck! Look, they could probably once once it's on PC, they could probably rip that model. It's coming. <laughs> that that Spider-Man Overwatch crossover you've been waiting for. Oh my god! No. Um. Uh. Yeah. Good. Good feature. Uh. This needed to happen. I I, I like how this is enough of a requested feature. That like that 
fucking that that's like a news story. Um couple comments from Twitter. Um now I can finally play my hentai games without having to worry. Yep. Um Counter Strike is precisely the kind of game I'd want to keep my activity private with, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Soon you'll be able to buy games from our catalog like the Kinky Ketsune or the yep. Tantalizing Tanuki without being publicly shamed. Uh, only held a deep sense of personal shame. Online hentai distributor Faku Games wrote in a horny... <laughs> um, we, uh, I can finally hide every game I uh, own so people don't know I buy games and never play them. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, um, I, need, I need to hide the fact that I play League of Legends. Can I hide that? That's you don't have to worry. That's not a Steam game. That's uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, that's a, a game. You can hide the fact that it says right here on the top of the news story, or you can hide the fact that you've got Overwatch two in your library. Right. Yes. Exactly. I want to hide <laughs> how many hours I played Overwatch. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, Lordy. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's the real uh, thing about this. You, you don't want to hide the fact that you play porn games. You want to hide the fetishes that like will come out when they look at when someone looks at your library. It's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you're one of those foot people, huh? God. Okay. Not this um, conversation again. No. I, I, I learned. I learned something new about you. All right. <laughs> <sighs> And, I, and there's no good way to bring it up in conversation, so I'm just gonna know it, that about you. Ev- ev- everyone in Blighttown is in defeat. They are. First 20 minutes. First 20 minutes of that episode that you sent me <laughs> was about foot fetishes. Okay? Like, what the fuck, you guys? Was it only 20 minutes? That it felt, felt longer. Hour, Three times. <laughs> Three times in 20 minutes. Yeah. And you watched the whole episode, right? Yeah, I did. Uh, <sighs> okay, okay. Look, all right. Uh, when you're okay. in Blighttown for that long, like time means nothing. You, <laughs> things happen. All right. Oh god. See now they I'm need to make like, a se- they, they need to make a sequel. The Amazing Come Man Three in Blighttown. Yeah. Uh, right. Right after they make uh, Blighttown Pro Skater. Uh, they could get on there. <laughs> yep. Fuck. <laughs> Um, all right well they're about right. to get a bunch of sales yep i mean yeah if i'm a porn game dev right now i'm doing the running man i'm fucking doing yeah, the game right? fan, fucking <laughs> high five and everyone in the office uh, like bitch we're doing this let's go man <laughs> yeah no there's some um, all right i uh i wonder if They'll like keep the data anonymous, but they'll like report like, all right, here are our best selling games. Number ten. Come man. <laughs> and like everyone just has to like no one knows who bought this game, but we're all gonna look at each other. It is top ten. All right, who's it, it turns into Among Us, like, all right, who who's the come man fan? Uh, well, okay. <laughs> so if you go, I mean if you go on Steam right now, what is the number one seller? Orgasm Simulator 3. Like, number one total? Uh, no, but it is the top trending, excuse me. Okay, top trending. Okay. Uh, top selling is Call of Duty and a bunch of crap you probably expect. Well, well here, here's, the, here's the real question. How much is it? $6.09. Oh, 
There you go. Yep. Yep. That's a beautiful thing about about those kinds of games is they're a lot of them are not going to be like yeah sixty bucks like no <laughs> no one's going to uh, do that and all those developers know that oh uh, lordy oh uh, right. anyway fun all right uh, next up is hey the Blizzard art director for the past thirty two years is retiring wow damn yep. uh. So uh, he wrote in a message for everyone, uh, Sam Wise uh, Didier retires after 32 years. He was the art director on Diablo, Starcraft, Warcraft, and many other classics. Uh, Saying in his letter to everyone, Today is a huge day for me, and I want to share the news with you all. I am retiring from my beloved Blizzard Entertainment, and today will be my last day. Now, most kids I know move out of home when they are 18. Well, maybe not these days. For me, it took me nearly double that, and it's inspiring and intimidating all at the same time. Blizzard was never just a job for me. I joined the company in 1991 and immediately became my second home. I found out I had a family and didn't even know I had. I grew up there. I learned almost everything I know about art there. I learned how to use a computer. I only knew how to use an Atari 2600 Nintendo. I learned how to use Photoshop. I learned how to create UI, make thousands of buttons. I learned how to create 3D models of my art, how to texture and animate them, and even how to make them shoot fireballs or lasers. I got to see my art come to life. Hell, I even enjoyed my first band at Blizzard. And he's the lead singer of the Elite Tour and Chieftains. Oh, nice. And And to top it all off, I got to work on some of the greatest games this year old world has ever known thank you blizzard for everything and then he finishes with if it'll load uh if i were to leave any words of wisdom to the mighty blizzard entertainment would be this a uh, <clears throat> always draw big shoulder pads abc yeah. my friends samwise um but, um feature of uh, Blizzard games, make those shoulder pads big. Yeah, make them huge. Make them huge. Um. Yeah. Uh. The, I mean, he's the guy who made their style. Yeah. Like, like, like he 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 was like the artist where that all those games shared and. Um. Yeah. No, it's uh. You know, if you if you want to see a picture of the man. Uh, here you go. Well, yeah. Yep. It's been around. Yep. Um, Yep, good for him. It's really cool to see that at least somebody in the world gets to do what has been, I felt, dead most of my life of go to a job when you're like 19 and stay there and (laughs) develop your skills and get better and, you know, the company rewards you for it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Yep. So, wow. yeah, I, I just hope that their art stays as quality as it's been. Like that's one thing that like I can consistently say about Blizzard. No matter how, like Shadowlands was a giant pile of dog shit, but even then the art was amazing. Right. Like go go to uh, Ardenwild and fucking just gawk. Mm-hmm. Just bask uh, in the glory that is. I all mean of that. Yeah, they have a lot to draw from from the history mm-hmm. of uh that art so they do I hope they have um 
and and I'm sure yeah. that there there are plenty of artists on staff who definitely cribbed a lot of his style. Sure. But but with an artist, you always have that concern of like, well, it's not the dude, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. Um. All right. All right. Well, next up, cool. our final news story. Uh, all right. Blizzard or not Blizzard? The Valve announces a Steam Deck OLED. Oh, uh, so they are uh, they are upping the memory on all models. So the lowest model, instead of being 128 gigs, is now two. Like basically every on every model, it doubled. So the highest oh, cool. model went from 512 to one terabyte. The middle went from 256 to 512, and the bottom nice. went from 128 to 256. 256. Yes. Um, yep. Uh, so yeah, uh, no performance improvements. Hmm. Um, so like, you're not getting extra horsepower, but you are getting significantly better battery life. Good. Uh, and better cooling. Good. Uh, you're getting a uh, bigger screen by about uh, half an inch. Um, so yeah. That's, that's basically it, and it run, apparently oh, and it's apparently a little like faster, uh, memory wise as well. Oh, that's cool. All right, but uh, yeah. So, um, you know, yeah, people people who have Steam decks seem to really love their Steam decks. I think it's I think it's just really cool. It's just it like I don't think I would use it a bunch is the problem like the way this house is set up and everything especially mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah i like the idea of like sitting down and playing hades on my bed um but i mean well especially that kind of game runs on a switch fine right exactly yep so it's like why you know and like the universe everyone in the goddamn universe owns a switch it feels like so right um, at this point like this, uh, the, the Steam Deck, especially this new one, is like one of those things where, like, had if I had a bunch of extra money, I would totally like invest in one. Um, right. But like, I have a laptop that plays games relatively well. If I really need to play stuff on the go, um, my house is set up in a way where it's like not particularly hard to play games from the area where I like get comfy. Mm-hmm. So it just. It doesn't serve a purpose for me, um, but it is a it is a nice piece of kit. Um, I, yep. I, I yeah. We're using it. Yep. All right. So, well. Good. That's the news. All right. All right. We got through the news. Uh, Lord, our, yeah. That's, that was a. That was a, that was a coaster. That was a little bit of a gauntlet we had going on there. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all right. So next up is uh, what we've been playing. So, uh, what did we all play this week? If we played anything, Aaron, did you play anything? I played one game. What was it? Um, and it was a little game called Lethal Company. What the fuck? Oh, wait, I think I might have heard of this game. Hold on, I, go I ahead. I talked though. about it briefly last week. Oh, that's right, you did. Oh yes, yes, yes. I remember this. How was it? How was this? So, uh, this game is really interesting. Uh, there's so if, I'll just recap from last week. It's the combination of uh, Deep Rock Galactic and Phasmophobia. Uh, you enter into these like warehouses and you're trying to collect scrap metal. Um, you have to meet a certain quota by a certain day. 
And there are monsters here, and you don't know what these monsters are, especially at the beginning. You have to discover them as they come at you, and you have to learn what they do. Mm. Um, well, shit. So <laughs> one of them, I think my favorite, I'm just going to go with my favorite right off the bat. We enter into a room, and this mannequin with a coil for a neck and a mannequin head appeared in front of us. And my brother, a big uh, Dead by Daylight fan, like, of, of course, did his homework before we did this initial run. He just goes, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good sign when you're experienced oh, players God, like, oh, shit. Says, oh, no. <laughs> um, so Adil, what is this? Uh, he said, you know how in Doctor Who, the weeping angels, it's that. Oh, God, no. No, 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 If you look away from this coil head, it will come at you at the speed of light. Um, Just gone. So one right person has to stay looking at the coil head and... and Everybody else go can grit. run. Yes, everyone can grab their stuff and get out. But we have to be very careful not to... So we were like doing all that. I, I died from something else, so I ended up going into like... Uh, I Jumping into either... You know how phasmophobia works. You kind of jump into either person's view. Um, yeah. Or in Pasmophobia, you can like wander around, but uh, in this, you're going between people's view. So I went to him, and he was the last person, and he had to get out. Uh, so he said, like, he was like, how am I gonna, how am I gonna get out of this? So he like turned away really quick and turned back. It like jumped at God, him, and his head got crazy. I was like, oh no. <laughs> and that's what this game is. So you're, that's basically it. It's you collect scrap metal. There are tools like in Phasmophobia. You've got flashlights. Um, you've got uh, stun grenades. You have a couple different uh, things. Not like guns, guns, but like a stun gun, basically, uh, which only works for certain things. Um, and you're, you're just discovering uh, monsters as you go, and you're just trying to survive. And man, it's hard right now. Um, but And it's uh, run-based, so it's kind of like Sea of Thieves in that you start a game... And you're going to go, and you can technically save as long as you stay alive. You can just keep going. You're trying to keep the run going as much as you can. But you, if everyone dies, it's all over. Start over again. All that shit you bought, everything, nope, new game. Oof. Yeah, Oof. so the stakes are high. Um, and you, can, you know, there's some stuff where you, like, you can flex on how well you're doing. Like, if you get a lot of money and you're doing well with the tools you have... You can buy this $900 pajama suit. It's like a, a hazard suit, but it's like pajama style. It's like, I don't need this fucking money. I'm so good at this. And so there's a little <laughs> bit of stuff you can do uh, regarding that. The best thing about this game is uh, its sound. So in Phasmophobia, they're like, hey, use the in-game you know, microphone system because it's immersive. You know, the, the person gets farther away. You can hear them less. Uh, you can use the walkie-talkie system. Uh, it's just more immersive. And it's fine in Phasmophobia. In Lethal Company, this person knew what they were doing. Uh, just like the sound, the echoes of your voice when you're surrounded by metal. Um, when you're in like certain different rooms, uh, they, it'll reverberate differently. And uh, a, a creature jumped onto my face over my mouth and I tried to talk but it was muffled in their ears, so I couldn't speak to them. That is fucking awesome. It's so... It was really fucking cool. Um, they do a lot of cool stuff with sound and voices, so we absolutely... And it worked, is the important thing. Phasmophobia didn't work all the time. 
but it worked in lethal company. So we've been using the in-game voice chat and I'm going to do that again tomorrow. Uh, super cool. Uh, very creepy. Uh, just a, a good fun time. I'm going to play some more. I wouldn't say I have more fun than like playing deep rock. I think deep rock, uh, is a lot more like you know playing around jumping around definitely more shooting the shit kind of game um but lethal company man it's um i remember when we were talking about maybe trying out gtfo um but it was yes like but it keeps like never going down in price ever yes first of all it's crazy expensive not crazy expensive but it's it's but, a lot and it never will drop down below 50 um percent and yeah so uh, it's but, like hmm. but the other thing was like you look at that game, it's like, oh, you got to get serious. Like, we have to coordinate and we're going to try and, and it just seems intense, which is awesome. But then you have to have that team there with you. I think Lethal Company exists in a good middle ground where you're kind of messing around and having fun, but it's creepy. And it's like, all right, let's, when shit goes down, it's time for us to get serious. Um, man, yeah, it's a good game. Uh, it's uh, streaming on Twitch at decent numbers right now. So you, there's plenty of people to go watch and check out that oh. game. Uh, it's ten bucks, I believe, full price. That's um, fucking wild. It's it's one guy. What, just with the way game prices are nowadays, I just feel like everything is going up. Like Sea of Stars, it's one of my favorite games of the year, but it's a thirty five dollar indie game. Yep. You know, like so, it just yep. feels like. Yeah, so it feels like. And I should mention it's uh yeah, it should mention it. Uh, it's also early access, so like Phasmo, there's a lot of stuff that's going to get added, a lot of stuff that's going to get tweaked. Um, there are some things that aren't coming to the top of my head right now, but um, it there are some things that could be changed and tweaked and fixed. Uh, but I actually think it's in a better spot than uh Phasmophobia was, uh, when it started. Uh, a lot of fun little animations. Um. It's just a fun little time. So yeah, Lethal Company. If you, if you can get a couple friends together, it's good. That's cool. Sounds cool. We might have to give that a look in, uh, next year when we actually do Halloween stuff. Yes, so, that would be a great Halloween game. I, I'm I'm hoping that next year we can do that. The reason we skipped to this year is like one week of October, I had COVID. Then the next was my birthday. And then just Spider-Man. We just had a lot of shit going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Um... But that was it for me. All right. Um, I play. I put some more time in the Sea of Stars, and I absolutely adore it. Um, okay. I, you know, like it's it continues to be a complete and total fucking blast. Um, so there's that. Uh, I played more WoW. The new WoW patch is out. Or ten point two. Right. They don't. So they don't launch the new season until the second week, though. So we we didn't get into Mythic Plus. I literally just did questing and story stuff, um, and uh, event stuff. Uh, the new event is crazy, especially on like when the server is busy. Like if you do the event when the server is busy, it's like ninety dudes all fucking up everything that spawns around this tree. <laughs> That's what it is. So what you need to do is you need to escort this tree to this area and then it gives you objectives on the way right right like that's that, that's what the event is and like at the end it's typically like a boss and a bunch of mobs that keep spawning and you have to defend him and like 
man, if you just want to see, like, everybody that is possibly capped and doing endgame on your server uh, just fight shit all together, Avengers Endgame style, here you go. <laughs> like, it is nuts. Like, me and Anthony were just like, god damn, this is a lot of people. Like, right. even by the standards of this game, which, protect, you know, has a tendency to want to get people together, this is... There's like 80 dudes here. <laughs> uh, so it's cool. Yeah, uh, the new zone is fucking gorgeous. It's just absolutely drop dead gorgeous. I cannot. I a little bit of that. Like it, it, it might be the one of, if not the prettiest zone in WoW. Dang. Like it is fucking beautiful. I could not get over how beautiful it was the entire time I was in it. Just this. Yeah, like, it's fantastic. Uh, the story stuff has been really good uh, inside it, as have the side quests. The side quests were fucking hilarious. Because, okay. uh, you you know, one of, one of the side quests, you're helping this uh, wild god who's an owl, and he's the, he's the Loa, which is like a troll wild god of change. And he, like, I feel like he's fucking with me the entire time I'm helping him. Like, he literally gives you a quest that the reward is called the perfect amount of reputation, and it gives you one reputation point. Okay. Rude. And, like, he literally just sends you on a wild goose chase, like, a bunch of different times, and it's it's super funny. And you get, like, interact with, like... And he's, like, apparently part of the reason why Moonkin exists. And it's huh. just fucking hilarious. Um... Also, man, if you're a druid main, you're eating good this patch. You're getting a bunch of new forms. Like, one of your Ooh. tank forms is now Owlbear. Oh. Right. Yeah. Uh, they added a new flight form, which is, like, a traditional owl. They added, like, a bunch of druid of the flame stuff. Like, that, they had a lot of stuff for druids. Which makes sense, because we're going to, you know, their cultural hub. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a blast. Uh, they're wrapping up the story for Dragonflight. Um, I you know so the way it works is like the the first usually in a new patch there are seven chapters to the story. The first week you get the first four. Hmm. So uh, the first four were pretty entertaining, but as is the theme with Dragonflight, the stuff I've really enjoyed has been the side quests. Okay, <laughs> sure. Like, that's that's kind of been the biggest thing with Dragonflight Story as well, is, like, almost all the best stories are in the fucking side quests. Of course. Of course. Like, like I did a... Uh, I started working on Loremaster of Dragon... I was like, fuck, we're on, the la we're on the last patch of Dragonflight. My ass needs to get caught up on Loremaster, because I do not want to go back and have to work on it during War Within. Mm. And... I go ahead and I fucking, uh, I go ahead and, like, do this quest that, like, it ex it's this group of dudes who joined the Primalists and then, like, changed their mind and they're explaining their mindset on why they joined the Primalists and, like, how they got into what is essentially a destruction cult. And you're like... This is, like, genuinely really good. Huh. Um, yeah, so it, it, it can take, like, just, 
whoever is like writing this really needs to be working on the main MSQ team. Right, right, yeah. Um, cool. That said, apparently Chris Metzen is doing the MSQ from now on, so never mind. We're good. Yeah, exactly. We're fine. We're okay, kids. We're okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, after I did all that uh, and, like, kind of tapped the zone for all I could get out of it the first week, mm-hmm. uh, I proceeded to start leveling my paladin some more. Uh, due to the changes coming in War Within... I'm like, oh fuck! Now is the the like this is the best possible time to have a million alts, right? Because they're doing account bound reputation, account bound items, account account bound fucking everything. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, like just uh, I started leveling my paladin, and then also I like want more chances to get cool transmog mounts. Mm-hmm. Because uh, or cool mounts because they're they're adding uh, what they're they're now changing its name from dragon riding to dynamic flight. Oh, uh, because in war within mounts that are not dragons are going to be able to dragon ride. Right, that's right. So they're like, well, fuck, you know. But yeah, so I started working on like literally one part of this uh, lore master quest I was working on with the rebel and everything was like, literally you have to go take down propaganda. Oh, uh, huh. but th- then on the other side of that, like I, I found a lore channel, uh, this week that was just like, eh, it turns out the Titans are, um, fucking awful. And we might not be doing the right thing. Because, like, um, they very much also are taking a, like, Dark Souls style. Like, current WoW, the way it's doing its story is kind of, like, doing a little bit of everything. Like, it has its main narrative MSQ-style cutscenes, but it also has, like, really expands on it in the side quests. And then, on top of that, they are also, um, they're also, like, yeah, you can find these items in-game that are, uh, that are going to give you a lot of fucking lore, you know, and explain, you know, a lot of what's happening. And, and I will say one thing that I, I have been very critical of Dragonflight's story because I'm like, it's really soft and doesn't always feel like Warcraft. Right. But after hearing what the next expansion, three expansions plan is, and you know, I know the Warcraft universe, so I know a lot of that lore, I'm like, oh, Dragonflight is a prologue. Like, the the way that you describe what this new thing is, Dragonflight, like, with all the dragon and titan stuff in it, is like, literally a prologue. Is what this is. Okay. Um... Which kind of makes me feel a little better about most of that softness. Sure. Um, because it's like, building okay. The Warcraft. Yes, we, we, are, we are building to the, the war in Warcraft. You know, right. like, it's, which, um, because outside of Farrakh, um, the bad guy of Patch 10-2 and a little bit of Eridicron... Um, one of the and basically the villains as a whole. Um, it it largely hasn't felt like Warcraft. Um, 
you know, the, the only real exception is, like, you go and find those Titan books and manuals, and you're like, oh, 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 I see why the primalists are pissed. I would be pissed, too. I would be so mad. Holy shit. Um, yeah, I'll have to send you some of those videos, Aaron, that, like, like lore YouTubers made for it, because it's like, whoa. Sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so... Uh, they're doing good leading up to this new... Yeah, like like genuine like I I genuinely love what that what they are doing. Uh, they, they uh, uh, assuming that they can they can nail the tone, which uh, even though the cinematic they put out for War Within was softer, it still felt more like Warcraft than most of Dragonflight. Mm. Um, so my, my my hope is is high. This is this is not a dragonflight situation where I went to like, well, I hope it's good. Please. Right. Um it, it's more of a no, no, they're they're, they're going to fucking nail this. They got it. They they got it. They, they got it. We're good. We're good. All right. So, uh assume, yeah, so that's all cool. Um especially with them adding the hero specs which kind of are just flavor for whatever spec that you're doing. Um, I'm telling you right now, my unholy death knight is absolutely going to be a rider of the apocalypse. Nice. Fucking A. <laughs> uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with my prop warrior yet. I'm probably leaning towards Mountain Thane. Hmm. But we'll see. Um, see. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, did, a, did a lot of WoW this week, that's for damn sure. Yeah. Um... I had a very intense game of Madden last night. I heard. I could not, like, I was fucking so keyed up from it. Because I was down 25-7 at half and ended up winning 30-25. to There you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and our defense that got shredded in the first half... Got four interceptions in the second half. That's wild. I I I I made adjustments. <laughs> Clearly, uh, I was just like, I I completely sold out to stop the run. Basically, is what I did because he was just running all over me. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I know we're playing against Tyree Kill because he's playing as Dolphins. Doesn't matter. Fucking man coverage, man up, everybody. Yep. Yeah. So, yep. uh, yeah. Uh, so I played well. I played Sea of Stars. It continues to be a really good uh, JRPG like thing. It's enjoyable. Um, I feel like I played another game. I'm just. Oh, Alan Wake Two. Oh, you played that. Uh, yeah, I'm on chapter three. I'm really enjoying it. I finally got to the part where, uh, you are, you know, you're with the titled character. Uh, oh, nice. Even on console, it is a visual fucking masterpiece. Nice. Um, I can't wait till this game comes out on Steam and I can rebuy it to see what it looks like on PC. <laughs> um, fuck you, Epic Game Store, very much. <laughs> um... <laughs> 
you know, just just saying. Uh, yeah. So yeah, there, there's that. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I I like that how it added a detective aspect and it, like literally has like the detective board yarn fucking thing you can pull up. That's great. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, like it's it's fantastic. Like you have detective files and you're tracking multiple cases at once. Like all of that shit is uh fantastic. Uh looks great. Story's been really engaging so far, especially if you played uh I found a little Easter egg with control. I found people working for the Bureau of Control. Oh nice. Okay. Uh, um so yeah. Um Yeah, I I just had a uh just a, a great fucking time with it. Good. That's great um, to hear. Yeah, I've been hearing that game has been uh, reviewing really well. Uh yes. So we're we're hitting game of the year season and I we're going to do our thing where we watch the game of the awards together. Yeah. Um and uh my my take on this is my personal favorite game of the year is Spider-Man. Okay. Mm-hmm. If but if I were like voting in a thing again, like voting with a group um you know uh then I would be voting for either Zelda, Baldur's Gate or Alan Wake. Gotcha. Um so yeah. Um yeah, that's yep. it's a crazy year. It is a crazy year. Alan Wake yet another single player title. Yep. Single it is going to have DLC though. Um, okay. Sure. Sure. Yep. Story DLC. So, um, not that bad. So yeah. Um. Cool. All right. What about you, M? Uh. Yeah. Um. I am actually doing my new game plus run of Ghost. Of oh, Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, yeah. nice. I'd started it a while ago, but I haven't really played a whole lot of it after September. So I'm getting back into it. I'm just streamlining the story. Uh, it's actually funny that you mention Sea of Stars, Bronson, because Golden Joystick Awards happened recently. Oh, yeah. I saw Baldur's Gate and, won, like, everything. Uh, record-breaking seven wins for Baldur's Gate 3, including Ooh. Studio of the Year and Ultimate Game of the Year. Yeah. Um, but Sea of Stars won Best Indie. Nice. So. Well, I mean, it makes sense. Uh I, the entire time I was playing that game, I was just like, holy shit, this pixel art is amazing. For an indie game, that's uh, pretty cool. Yes. Um, uh, so yeah. yeah, so, but go on. No, I just wanted to mention that. Um, but yeah, I've been playing Ghost. Actually, I played it this morning before we started the show, so. I, I am at 82% <laughs> away from the Platinum, and I'm just like, I'm so close. I really need to just double back. Um and, and go and go wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, all right, guys. Well, uh, I think that's uh, everything. Uh, you know, I think so. Another another fun week, fun filled week for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll be back next week, of course. Uh, I know this week I'm gonna be playing Yakuza, the man who erased his name. Nice. Oh, that's right. That's out this week, isn't it? And it's on Game Pass. And it's on Game Pass. So yeah. Xbox players, get yep. on that. 
and PC <laughs> as well. It's on Game Pass for PC. And it, fun fact, if you beat the main campaign, it comes with a demo for Infinite Wealth. Oh, cool. Really? Well, yep. Beat the game, huh? Yep. Yeah, finish the game. That's a cool, that's a cool fuck. incentive. Because it leads that's into dope. Infinite Wealth. Oh. Right. Yep. All right, well... Anyway, guys, we'll be back uh, next week. We love you all. You are all beautiful people. See you later.